Welcome to Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. In this episode, we're going to talk about criticism. You know, it's one of those things that we really don't want to hear about. We don't want to hear what we're not great at, what's not going well. But the fact is, if we want to grow and get better and become more effective, it's one of the most important things we need to look for in our world. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. I'm excited to bring you insights and tools to help you grow your influence and increase your effectiveness. And I'm glad that you're joining me on this episode of Communication on Point. Let's get started. Ah, criticism. We even hear that word and we think to ourselves, ooh, I don't even like hearing it because it brings up these memories of people picking out the things that I'm not doing well and we get these negative emotional associations. Here's the deal. When we think about how do we grow in our skill, how do we grow in our effectiveness faster, one of the most critical tools that we can have in our toolbox for growth is criticism. What I want to do today is explore that world of criticism and some of the negative connotations it might have and how we can leverage it to our advantage in our path to growth. So you think about it. Think about a time where you got criticism and it didn't go well. You were frustrated because of what somebody pointed out or what somebody said. Now I want you to think about a different time where that criticism has stuck with you in a positive way. It led you to changing your view of something, changing your approach on something. And because of that, you've never been the same. I bet you have examples of both of those in your past. We all have some form of them. And here's the deal. When we think about the frustrations that we've had with criticism, a lot of times it's because we felt blindsided. Because maybe it wasn't even true. Or we didn't trust that the person that was sharing the criticism with us really had our best interest in mind. We didn't really trust the messenger. And so when we think about using criticism to our advantage, using criticism as a catalyst to our own growth, there's a few things that can help us along that path. And that's what I want to talk about today. When someone shares criticism with us, it might be our first reaction is, wow, they don't even care about me because it feels like such a negative experience. But a flip side of that is to think in terms of, wow, they care enough about me that they endured the discomfort to share with me something unpleasant, right? Those seem very different responses to the same event. Is it that they don't care and that's why they criticized? Or is it they criticized because they care? And I think a big part of the distinction has to do with What's the person's relationship with us? What's the history that we have with them? And what's the benefit to them by criticizing us? And, and a big part of that is what's the medium? And I think the big differentiator is, let's say that we're in front of a big group of peers or people that we respect and we hope respect us, and somebody has the audacity to criticize us in front of that group. Well, our question becomes, are they really trying to help me get better or are they trying to make me look bad? And that's the differentiator. When you have somebody afterwards take us aside in the hallway or chat with us in the office and say, hey, there's something I wanted to share with you. The environment being on a one-on-one -on -one basis gives us an indication that they probably didn't want to embarrass us in front, in front of a group, that they really care about us getting better. 
So that's one way you can distinguish it. Another way certainly is the history that we have with a person, maybe the perspective that they have, and even the credibility that they have to discern, are they worthy of giving us the criticism? Regardless of their intent, one of the things that we can control, need to control, and in fact will separate us in that moment is the response to their criticism. Even if we're in front of a large group and they are attacking us with what they're calling constructive feedback, right? We hear these nice euphemisms to make things like criticism sound better. They're giving us some constructive criticism. It may be in the ulterior motive of making us look not so good. The key differentiator in that moment, the opportunity in that moment is how we respond. When we respond with openness and gratitude and appreciation, even if at the heart of it, it's not (laughs) coming from a good place, that suddenly puts us in the position in front of the audience to elevate our influence, to make us look even more confident in ourselves and more open to growth than others would have expected. So you think about that. Even when people are trying to tear us down, how we respond is going to send signals to the entire group watching. So that's one. In the one-on-one situation, being able to maintain our emotions and stay open and curious is critical if we do sincerely want to get better. That's a key question for you. Do you want to get better or do you want to look good? And the people who just want to look good are going to continually be resistant to hearing criticism. The people who continually want to get good and get better and become great recognize that criticism is critical for them being able to calibrate their abilities, their messages, and the things that they do in order to become successful. And so when we hear that person giving us criticism in a one-on-one environment, one of the things we can do is ask sincerely curious questions. So be thankful. First step, be thankful. Thank you for sharing that. I always appreciate your input. Second is, be curious. From your perspective, what is something that I could have done differently that would have given a better result? See, now I'm not just focused on defending what I did or questioning their perspective. I'm getting curious. And I'm saying, what do you see that I could have done differently to get a better outcome? One of two things is going to happen there. They're either going to say, oh, well, I have no idea. I mean, that's something you got to figure out. Okay, well, you know, that brings the interaction to kind of a halt because they don't have much beyond. They haven't given it much thought beyond what they experienced. Or maybe this is an amazing coaching moment where they're able to give us some feedback and they say, here's an approach that you can try. And they give you some insight. It's like, I'm going to integrate that. I'm going to take that, right? I'm going to put that to work and I'm going to try it out. And the key is when they are giving me that feedback, rather than saying, why do you say that? Or why did you experience that? Or why are you believing this? I don't use why. I ask what or how, how could I have done this differently? What uh, have you heard from other people regarding what I did there? You know, anything what or how is going to gather information and open up the dialogue If I get into the why mode, that's going to shut that conversation down. So you think about that. That's when the feedback has been brought to me. Now let's shift gears about how we can avoid that situation entirely. And that is taking control. 
taking control of getting criticism, being proactive about it, going out to people after the event, before the event, saying, hey, I'm going to be asking you for some feedback and I would like your help. Now we begin enlisting people. And here's the deal. Hearing painful information is much more palatable when we're the ones asking for it. Just like anything that we do in our life that's hard, it doesn't seem as hard if we're the ones that have chosen to do it. Climbing a mountain is a choice that we make, and we are able to endure much more discomfort if we are the one that chose to do it. Same thing with getting criticism. If I'm the one that has initiated the conversation, I am much more open to getting the information that people are going to share with me. And so when I do that, I get to decide when it's happening, who I'm having the conversation with, how the conversation is going to go, where this is occurring. I'm able to maintain control. And that's part of the defensiveness that happens when people come at us with criticism is we feel like we're not in control. We feel so vulnerable. Now, the other thing that this does beyond us, when we are proactive and looking for feedback, looking for criticism, is it models to others around us that this is a safe environment, that I'm somebody who is hungry to get better and it's okay to hear the things that I'm not great at. And when I'm doing that on a consistent basis, especially especially if I'm in a very visible position, that is going to influence how other people approach feedback and how they approach their own development. So the modeling cannot be highlighted enough about how that affects our environment. So here's a third area that I think about, and that is growth. This is assumed, but just because we hear feedback from people doesn't mean it turns into growth. But getting that perspective from others, when we solicit it, does a handful of things in our growth path. It increases our awareness. See, we're only aware of ourself in how it relates to others. And so we need a clear understanding of how people are seeing or experiencing us so we can become more clear about ourselves. The second thing is it increases our effectiveness. So if I'm working to sell something, present something, you know, lead a project, whatever that is that I'm working to do, it is the feedback that is going to help me increase my effectiveness. And finally, as a part of this growth piece of it, it's going to help my relationships. It's going to grow trust. That trust grows because of the vulnerability and my curiosity and how I focus on serving others at a higher level by working on myself and demonstrating that by asking for honest feedback, looking for people to share with me things that I can do better. And again, this goes back to the question, do you want to get better or do you want to look good? And the fundamental question behind that is what drives our response when we hear criticism. So as you go about your work here the next day, the next week, the next month, think about a couple of things. One is, how do I respond when I hear criticism? When somebody says to me something that doesn't quite fit how I viewed myself or a situation, and what could I do differently to make that more valuable? The second is, What's an area in my life and my skills, my performance that I can seek out, initiate the conversation with others who can give me input to help me calibrate, to help me grow, to help me better understand 
how I'm doing. So think about criticism as an amazing gift that the people around you feel comfortable enough to give you. And it's a gift that can help you accelerate your growth path. Thank you so much for investing your time with me this week on Communication on Point. Again, I'm Dean Hefta. You can reach me anytime. And if you have any criticism or feedback that could make this program even better, please email me. My contact information is dean, D-E-A-N, at clarisresults.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I appreciate your support. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.